0: Hello, my name is Rev. Seth Nelson and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our Gospel lesson for this morning comes from Luke, the tenth chapter. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half-dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go, and do likewise. Here ends our gospel passage. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Once again, a word of welcome to our guests. Uh, they're here from Matamidai, Minnesota. Yeah. Do you guys all live in Matamidai, or are you in other suburbs too? Okay, That's cool. the Twin Cities, by the way. <laughs> well, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Gospel passage for this week contains the parable of the Good Samaritan. Well, this is probably one of the one of the most well known, if not the most well known, of Jesus' parables. And it is so well known for good reason. It challenged expectations of its hearers two millennia ago, and it continues to challenge us here today. This is a parable that you could read a thousand different times and have it mean a thousand different things to you in each time and place. Now, the parable begins with a man who traveled from Jerusalem to Jericho. This was a notoriously dangerous road with steep paths, tight corners, and hidden spots in which it was easy for someone to conceal their presence and attack unsuspecting travelers. Did you guys get to go to Jericho on your trip to the Holy Lands? Oh, you did? Oh, okay, great. We have a couple of our members just returned from there, so. No, uh, for, uh, um, you know, this was the fate exactly, uh, of what happened to the man traveling on this road in the parable. The man was jumped by robbers, beaten until he was half dead and left battered, bleeding and broken on the roadside. Now, the callous reader could simply say, if you don't want to face danger, don't travel alone on dangerous roads. could take a step back say that if the man did not want to get it attacked on a risky road, he should not have been traveling on a risky road alone in the first place. This is not the point of the parable, though. Jesus went on to say that a priest and a Levite both came upon the man lying half-dead on the roadside, and instead of showing him love and compassion, they left him there to suffer on his own. Both men were religious leaders in Judea. The first was a priest who presumably served the temple in Jerusalem. The second was a Levite, a member of the family of religious leaders and supporters in Judea. Both were likely well-versed in the Torah and Mosaic law, and both of them seemed to be acting in accordance with what had been commanded through Moses. Leviticus 21 says, The priest who is exalted above his fellows, on whose head the anointing oil has been poured, he shall not go where there is a dead body. He shall not defile himself, even for his father or mother. Leviticus 21, 10, and 11. Leviticus says that by stepping to the other side of the road and leaving the stranger they presumed to be dead to his fate, the priest and the Levite were following the will of God. God did not want priests touching dead bodies, even the bodies of their own mothers and fathers. Why would he risk breaking this command, then, for a random traveler on the roadside? Best let the robber's victim lie there and move on as the Bible commanded. Then there is the Samaritan. By contrast, we can presume that the man who needed help was a Jew, though he remains nameless and his citizenship is never fully spelled out. The distinction of it being a Samaritan who finally helps him and not his fellow countrymen in Judea is made all the starker by the fact that his own left him to die. Unlike them, the Good Samaritan was not motivated by rules and regulations of who should and should not be cared for by these holy men. Instead, The Samaritan was motivated by the need for help that he saw in the nearly lifeless body by the roadside. Why should he help the man? Because he needed help. End of story. When people are in need, we help them. That is the way of the Good Samaritan. The way for the way for those of us who truly desire to follow God's commands and love our neighbors as ourselves. Now the example of the Good Samaritan is one that continues to challenge us still today. There are ideas in our society of the quote, deserving poor and the undeserving poor. Contrast that could be seen as an excuse to figuratively step aside on the other side of the road and leave the undeserving poor to their fate. Additionally, our bookstores are filled with self-help books, books published and purchased on the belief that we, are, uh, we really can pick ourselves up by our own bootstraps, no, ba- no matter how badly the proverbial robbers of life beat us down. The self-help industry flourishes on this kind of thinking, Despite the fact that sometimes the only thing that can save us when we are lying, bleeding on the roadside, is the help of a good Samaritan who shows us mercy. The heretical belief that God helps those who help themselves has even shown up in surveys of Americans as people's favorite Bible verse. Despite the fact that this is not a Bible verse, it's just a saying. The phrase God helps those who help themselves apparently aligns with the values of some in our society so completely that many of our neighbors wish it were Scripture. But I do not stand here at this pulpit today to point fingers at others. I must confess, there have been times in my life when I have believed and acted more as the priest and the Levite towards my neighbors in need than following the example of the Good Samaritan, who was a true neighbor, since he was the one to show mercy. Reading the Bible zealously and taking its words and teachings to heart, I often felt I was justified when I sought to hold tightly to literal interpretations of biblical teachings and commandments at the expense of the suffering of God's people all around me. This is what the priests and the Levite did. They held the teachings of the Hebrew Scriptures even though it meant leaving a man to die in the desert of the Holy Land. Likewise, there was a time when I would look contemptuously upon those who drank and partied, smoked weed, did other drugs. And I looked contemptuously, for they did not follow Paul's instructions against drinking to excess. Instead, prioritized pleasure over piety. There was a time when I looked with judgment on those who slept together when they weren't married and felt nearly as much judgment those who got divorced. There was a time when I believed gay marriage was wrong because the Bible, at least as I understood it at the time, does not endorse such marriages, and the Bible must be protected and followed. There are many strong, literal interpretations of our holy scriptures that led me to ignore the suffering of my neighbors for years and years, it kept me feeling righteous for doing so. Over time, though, I was challenged in many and various ways to recognize a few important things. First off, while it is well and good for us to take Scripture and its commands on us seriously, Different passages and teachings from the Bible rarely line up as succinctly as I had once presumed. As this parable teaches us, this very parable, for the priest and the Levite to uphold Moses' command that they love their neighbors as as themselves, they had to risk breaking Moses' command that they refrain from touching dead bodies. They had to make a choice. And by choosing to cling to the uh, the command against touching the dead, they broke the command that they are to love their neighbors as themselves. Our scriptures do challenge one another like this in many and various ways, in both the Old Testament and the New. And if we use one verse to make ourselves feel righteous we are probably opening ourselves to be corrected by scriptures elsewhere in the Bible. Another challenge to my stout-hearted literalism of earlier years came about over time as I began to see the harm that many of my judgments and contemptuous opinions about others carried with them. I saw the pain of divorce and families And how judgments from the outside only add to that pain, the pain of those experiencing separation and brokenness. I realized that these families need help from their communities, not scorn. I saw that biblical rules around relationships and sexuality were written for different times and different realities, and to apply them the same way across all times and all places often just makes for hypocrisy, and how we treat one another, and how we treat ourselves. I came to realize that debates about, about uh, marriage equality and divorce are not theoretical, theological debates, but are centered on questions of worth, wellness, identity, and wholeness of our neighbors. Neighbors whom God calls us to show mercy, instead of scorn. Like the priest and the Levite, we should take the Bible seriously. However, in our work of taking the Bible seriously, we should never leave leave our neighbors to die by the roadside. It does not matter how much they had it coming for traveling the dangerous road by themselves does not matter how much our scripture restricts or compels us to only help others in certain times or certain ways. It does not matter the divides that exist between those in need and those who are in a position to help. Much like the divides between Jews and Samaritans. We act as neighbors to one another when we show each other mercy. Jesus commands that we should hear the story of the Good Samaritan and we should go and do likewise. We should go and do likewise because this is what God has first done for us. God will always be there for us in any time of need. And God always calls us to follow that example in our own lives. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website, at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.